That's right, folks. This is another episode of the Razzball Fantasy Football Podcast. And today we're doing another episode of the 2023 NFL Free Agency, the Brady List Bunch. At, at some point, I was thinking about doing the Brady Bunch, something along those lines. Unfortunately, my singing technique is not good, so we're skipping all that. But today's show is to talk about the NFC South, all the key free agents, all the cap space. What can these teams do? What players you could pick up in Dynasty right now that could be huge factors. And we're going to go over this all and more. And, of course, that Tom Brady situation. Poor Tom. $35 million against the cap. Not even playing a snap this season, but he gets to retire on top. We do love him, so we'll touch on the Bucks and what they do post-Brady. Before we do, we want to make sure you follow us across the board. At Razzball Fantasy on YouTube, IG, and TikTok. And, of course, make sure you go to Razzball.com. I heard a nasty rumor that we do baseball, hockey, basketball, and football. So we have every sport you need for fantasy football. So jump over to Razzball.com. We're doing great stuff, great riders for every single sport. But today's show was such about the NFC South free agents starting right now on the Razzball Fantasy YouTube channel. You know, one year ago, I would say something like, this girl doesn't even need an introduction. But now I feel like you do. It's been a while for Keelan Blue. You can follow her at Keelan underscore 12 foot on Twitter. She's back, folks. What's going on, Keelan? <laughs> Not much. And you're right. It has been a while. So fair to be re-introed to everybody. No, I can tell you I can tell you this now, though. We're happy to have you back. It's going to be fantastic. It's like, it's, fr- it's like, you know, it's a fresh face. It's good to have you back on. What have you been doing? Some baseball? What's been going on doing the last baseball. few months? Doing some baseball. Yeah. Well, actually not doing baseball. I was doing baseball during the summer, and then I was doing more baseball, and then I was like, I need a break. Um, and then just for <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, honestly, like, as a both a Titans and a Saints fan, uh, it was a depressing season. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I need a break. <laughs> The whole NFC South, the division we're going to talk about today, was like very depressing. And the offseason is already depressing. And it's great. I remembered you're a Saints fan. That's why I brought you on today to talk about those Saints. But today, we can't bury the lead long enough. Really, today's episode, the entire NFC South. And the first team we're going to cover is those Brady-less Bucks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers free agents. Now, of course, Brady is not necessarily on this list, but he is now officially retired. But he's technically a free agent. But yeah, you got key names like Julio Jones, who played a lot of wide receiver three this season. You got Scotty Miller, Brashad Perriman. You know, you also have guys at Blaine Gabbert. I guess the biggest question comes now for this Bucks team. They have a new offensive coordinator. The uh, QB coach from the Seattle Seahawks comes in. He inherits a absolutely atrocious situation. The Bucs <laughs> are the worst cap situation, $58.5 million over the cap. Before they even signed any free agents, they're 58 million over. So they have to gut this roster and they're not going to be able to do it with Tom Brady's uh, contract. I'll tell you that right now. So really, what do you see from this Tampa Bay Bucks offense, this post Tom Brady era? Any idea what's going to happen with this team? Oh my God. (laughs) I didn't know their cap was that much over. So that's pretty crazy. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think for this one, I'm most interested in, I don't know. I feel really lame saying this, but I am interested to see what happens with Blaine Gabbert because I have seen that maybe he will stay on as sort of a leader, I guess, or like a veteran, which is funny and weird to think about just because it's like, oh man, has he been along long enough and done enough to be considered that really? So um, I'm interested Honest, it's hard not to be interested from like a, the quarterback perspective, what's going to happen because it's like, they're starting from zero in a way. Um, so I'd say for me, that's like the most, most interesting thing there. 
You know what's funny you say that? I if it now because there's a new coaching staff coming in, it's a little different. My actual hot take this offseason would have been Blaine Gabbert's the next Geno Smith. Meaning I hope veteran back. Yeah, we love to right? see it. Yeah, we love right? to see it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know so much anymore though, because <laughs> you know, there's a new there's is a new coaching staff coming in. I do think that a situation to watch, they have to gut a lot of cap. They do. Yeah. But I think if Tampa if the Seattle Seahawks balk at the idea of paying Geno, I think a dark horse contender for his services is Tampa Bay because of the fact they not only hired his QB coach, but also Todd Bowles was the head coach for the Jets. So they all they both have connections to Geno and this huge hole at quarterback. Now you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin still, Cade Otten there. You have uh, Rashad White. You know, there's still a really good team. Really good team. Yeah. So what's your thoughts about potentially that? Any other veteran quarterbacks that might make sense for Tampa? Yeah. um, Honestly, like, I I have no idea because you're right. There are, it would be sort of a waste of some of the folks they do have there. Um, But yeah, no, I don't, uh, I don't know. For that one, I really am just like riding along to see um, to see what's up with that. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I threw you through. I threw you through the loop because that fifty-eight million dollar cap over, just you can't think right. straight anymore because you're like nothing technically makes sense. Gino right. does. Yes, you could talk about coaching all you want, but when you have to not only lose fifty-eight million just to get to the cap, and then have to get another thirty, thirty-five, forty to get into those yeah. ballpark conversations, it's not even feasible. So no, I know that's why it's yeah. like. Yeah, it is like I don't know. rebuild-ish. You know <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. And this Kyle Trask 2023, it'll be an absolute <laughs> doozy there. All right, let's jump on to Atlanta. The Falcons, this team is actually one of those teams where they feel like they have everything in place. They have a boatload of cap space. They have just under $50 million worth of cap heading into this offseason. They have their young talent in Drake London. They have Kyle Pitts. They also have Tyler Algier out of the backfield. Now, quarterback's still a question mark. They do have the cap space to go get a player trade for Lamar. They could pretty much, you could put anybody into that cap space because they have so much. Now they do have Caleb McGarry. One of the biggest things for this team was how good their offensive line became. You know, preseason, they were ranked outside the top 20 in PFF. They finished top five at the end of the year. So keeping that line together, having this young core does just make this a little attractive. Arthur Smith is a pretty good play caller. What's your thoughts about Atlanta and the free agents in this team? Yeah, so I think we talked a little bit about about this before the show. So this one interests me just because of, I mean, well, we talked about the NFC South is kind of sad. Um, Atlanta was also one of those teams that seemed, yeah, like pretty disheveled with their quarterback situation. Um, but I think one person that really stands out to me that I've been following for a while now, I think I mentioned him in like previous conversations with you is um, Olamai Zacchaeus. And sorry if I'm saying his name wrong. I actually, I've only heard his last name pronounced, I think. Um, but he, I feel like even though he's a smaller guy, he's like five, eight. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like he's been so terribly like misused and underused. Like as a small guy, like you think, why I didn't have him in the slot, but they've had like, Russell Gage doing all that for a while. And then he finally got his chance. But then I think they're still having him like so far down the field. So I would love to see what ends up happening with him. I mean, I for him, I hope he doesn't stay in Atlanta because I don't know that it's going to work out there. Um, and then I think, you know, Nicole Peru, it's another interesting, just sort of like a I mean, not going to be a starter necessarily, but just interesting because if he does stay, 
Um, he had that pretty wonderful. I mean, most of his most of his stats for the season came from Desmond Ritter in his last few games. So I'm interested to see if they're going to end up keeping him or because of that, or if they're like, nah, you're gone. So yeah, another, another team that I'm like, what is happening with you guys? Good luck. Yeah. I think the biggest thing with the Atlanta Falcons is we have to know what their quarterback situation is going to be. Like if you're going into this with Desmond Ritter, I don't have much faith in this offense going into year two. They're very conservative last year with Mariota running the football with him, but they ran the ball a bunch. They did not throw a lot. Kyle Pitts and Drake, they threw so little that Drake London and Kyle Pitts were the only two targets and they still didn't get targets. That doesn't make any sense. Like when yeah. all the targets are going to like two and then half the Zakitas, like you should think those guys would dominate, but in reality, they just didn't throw enough. They didn't throw at all. So you got to yeah. feel that they have to, they have to get a quarterback in there. Personally, Zakitas, I do like as a guy to watch too in free agency if he lands somewhere that he, he can actually flourish a little more. Yes. I'm not even interested though in the Falcons number three target. It's it's Pitts, Drake London, and got and, and Tyler Algier, in my opinion. We'll see what happens with Cordell Patterson. But this team, like, and the Pruitt thing, I will say this. I think it's a philosophy thing. They played a lot of two tight end sets with that team. Will they bring in a quarterback? Like let's say, let's get crazy here. Aaron Rodgers comes. <laughs> They're gonna have let's to open up the playbook, I mean, right? Let's get crazy. Let's get wild let's today. Get crazy. It's Monday. Yeah. I had a rough day at work on Monday. I'm gonna go nuts on Monday night, folks. There's no let's football to watch, so just watch the Rasball Fantasy YouTube channel for the crazy <laughs> shit. But like, point is, they're gonna have to open it up then. So, like, do they really want to go with Michael Pruitt, too tight end? What if they let these guys walk and they start bringing in receivers? Maybe there's gonna be a little bit more airing out. I'm not sure. But any overall thoughts before we move on to the Carolina Panthers? I'm ready for the Panthers. <laughs> Another. All right, that's good. Oh, now the Carolina Panthers, man. We unfortunately, I have no reprieve for you because it just keeps going down this terrible rabbit hole. I know. I'm (laughs) Frank. The good news for the Carolina Panthers is Frank Wright. So they got this this stabilizing force. We could see a Doug Peterson type of impact in Carolina with Frank Wright. Now Peterson had a bad spell out in the final year with the Eagles, and everyone's like, oh, he took a year off. Frank Wright could be the same type of thing. That stabilizing hand. The problem is this team doesn't have a quarterback either. You know, yeah. they are $5.6 million over the cap. They don't have Sam Darnold's technically a free agent. Now, I do think that Carson Wentz, because of his ties to Frank Wright, could be an option for them to compete for a starting job. I'm not saying that he's going to be the only guy, but I think they could easily see like a Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz type thing going on here. The other big news is Deontay Foreman. So Foreman had a his breakout season just shy of 1,000 yards, but this is a new coaching staff. So I understand he might have had a good season, but Frank Wright might not care. He might be like, I'm going to get my guys, bringing guys that fit my philosophy. But that Jonathan Taylor two-down thumper would be great for a guy like Foreman. So what's your thoughts about the Panthers and their offseason? Yeah, so to me, I feel like they should absolutely keep Foreman. Um, I would. (laughs) Listen to me, I would. Um, Yeah, I feel like they should keep him. I feel like they would be foolish to let him go, but I could see why. Um, especially given their, their situation, like you mentioned with new staffing and everything. Um, I, again, he, he played with the Titans briefly and I was so bummed when we let him go because even then he was like, and, and fantasy, like, so I had him the year before last and he was still good. So I, I was pretty upset that I didn't have him last year. Um, and I feel like that's going to continue. Um, I've read a few good things about, uh, what the staff thinks of him and that they want to keep him. So, I'm hoping that's the case for him, but like you said, I I think without their quarterback situation figured out, you know, 
yeah, I mean, but there's a, there's running. So hopefully they will invest in that if they're not going to in a quarterback. And yeah, and if they don't, so you would think naturally Chuba Hubbard would be a guy that you're going to keep an eye on now to see what happens with Foreman. But the other question is what's Frank Wright view this offense? So there is like JT was a stud, but prior to JT, Marlon Mack, they had these two down guys, but then they also had the Naheem Hines role. So do they have to bring in a guy like a Naheem Hines? Is it um, Blackshear, their, their six-round pick from last year, whatever he was? They have to figure these fill these pieces up too. But really, in reality, when you're $5.6 million over the cap without a quarterback, you're basically $58 million over yeah. the cap. Because the quarterback, if you're going to get a decent guy in there, even Carson Wentz would probably demand $15 million, $20 million. So you're going to have to clear cap space. What does that mean for a guy like DJ Moore behind that? You know, what's – What's yeah. really there after him? You know, Terrence Marshall hasn't really done much just yet. And Frank Wright does use the tight end. So Tommy Tremble, there's a lot of names there. So any final thoughts about the Panthers before we move on to the New Orleans Saints? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you make a really good point with that, with the cap space. And it is like, it's all going to depend on their philosophy is like, are you going to keep, are you going to run it all the time? Or are you going to kind of get somebody who's going to pass it enough? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think. That's so like their current situation hinges so much on all of that. That it, again, I feel like a lot of these are pretty tough because there's like so much. Yeah, I, I think I think the problem is too with a lot of these teams, like your New Orleans Saints. By the way, New Orleans Saints is the second most over the cap at thirty three point seven million. So they're the Tampa Bay Bucks are out of this world. But the next one after that, <laughs> and the, and the thing is with the Saints, they already started clearing cap space. And they're still $33.7 million over. And they're, the first thing they do is try to court Derek Carr. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, where are you going to get this money for Derek Carr? I, I don't know. Um, there's The other thing, too, is Andy Dalton is a free agent. Jameis Winston is probably a cap casualty this offseason. Yeah. Probably you can save about $8 million off his. But then you got guys in here like Jarvis Landry. You know, Michael Thomas, they have to figure out what they're going to do with him. Technically, his contract could be voided uh, the third day of the league year, and then they don't have to guarantee him any money. Yeah. But, in reality, if you're cutting guys like Michael Thomas, by the way, and your Alvin Kamara might be suspended, folks. Yeah. So no Alvin Kamara, no Jarvis Landry, no Michael Thomas. You have Chris Olave on an island. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't really know how exciting for Derek Carr is to go to this team. No offense to you. Of course, no. But, you know, <laughs> the whole I, thing is – I mean, I, I'm sure – well, actually, I, I can't speak for everybody, but it goes both ways, I think, too. I, I think – the quarterback, like this weird platooning of quarterback with Taysom Hill in there sometimes. I mean, it's yeah. interesting. I'll give it that. Frustrating now, as a fan. But your thoughts, I mean, in reality, right? If, yeah. Let's say you, if you can't – getting bringing back Andy Dalton doesn't make any sense, right? Because like, no. you kind of already saw what that meant. You couldn't even yeah. win a division that didn't have a winning record, right? Yeah. So you're like, okay – and that's okay. Andy Dalton's mm. Andy Dalton. Andy yeah. Dalton's fine. He's a great backup now. But right. he's not a guy you want to start 17 games. Right. But the question comes, you're not close enough. You don't have the draft capital to get up to get one of the top quarterbacks. Yeah. So you're kind of in this no man's land with a coach, by the way, Dennis Allen, who needs the win. You yeah. can't just have another bad season. So I guess what are your overall philosophy? Do you think there is any shot you get Derek Carr? What's another name that you might think might be good for those for the Saints? Honestly, the most I've heard about is Derek Carr, which yeah. I feel yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I feel more positive about it than Andy Dalton. <laughs> no offense to the guy. But yeah, I feel more positive than that. But I also think a lot of people are still, um, 
I feel like I'm going to be unpopular for this, but I'm not on the Jameis train. Um, I never really was, but I know there's a lot of people who are like, he's going to turn around. I think he's going to keep getting injured. So I think that's one area that I'm very skeptical about. So at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, I could see them getting Derek Carr. That seems like a very Saints-esque move. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say I would, you know, if they – I don't know if they can keep the rest of these guys because of the money. Um, Michael Thomas hasn't played much at all in forever. And I think I've heard he has like kind of a rift with the team. Um, It seems like it's ongoing. Uh, Mark Ingram's kind of over the hill now. No offense to him. He's had his time. Yeah. So, I mean, it it is like at this point, again, this seems like a triaging situation to me where how can you keep your job under these circumstances? It's funny how it's almost like Todd Bowles and Dennis Allen in the same boat. These great offensive minds just out of the blue kind of walk away at the perfect time. Sean Payton walks away. The Saints don't get you. They lose you breeze. He's gone. And then same thing happens with uh, Todd Bowles with uh, Tom Brady. I think the bigger thing to hear too is like what Alvin Kamara doesn't look good. Like it does not look good for him this season. And Mark Ingram's a free agent. So not only are they going to be dealing with filling that void. By the way, and they'll probably have to do it through the draft because I can't imagine them spending money in free no. agency on a running back. So you no. got to fill behind Chris Olave. I mean, I think the one name that might make some sense here is Juwan Johnson as a name to watch because they're going to need pass catchers. And he flashed a little bit when he got more work. So, you know, that could be a name to watch for fantasy football. But this, for what it's worth, they still have a decent line. So, yeah. like, if the if they could get their hands on somebody, I, I don't even know who. I don't even know if Jimmy no. G makes sense. I don't even know who makes sense for them to take right now. But That's any the final thing. thoughts about the Saints? Uh, no, I agree with everything you're saying. It is, I think that, again, kind of, I mean, like the Panthers, except with more money. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, they just have, I mean, it's triaging. It really is, like, there's so many, if you move this away to make room for this, then you're screwed. So I think they're just going to be, uh, I mean, Chris Olave, he is awesome. And I would love to see Michael Thomas return to the form he was in. Maybe that's not with the saints. I still, I still have hope for the, for him, at least. I want to see at least like one good season out of him before I give up kind of, I think he's got it. Um, I'm going to be bummed if Jarvis Landry's gone. Um, but yeah. And I agree with you about uh, Alvin Kamara, unfortunately. <laughs> I, it's just, yeah. So the Saints, so God bless you. Stay in there. Stay strong for your Saints. Well, that's all we got. That's all we got. for the, This was the most sad and depressing NFC, Everybody. NFL free agency show ever. The <laughs> NFC South. Boy, you thought the season was sad. You should see their cap space and their free agents. We just broke it down for you on the Rasball Fantasy YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, leave a comment. And Keelan, by the way, go follow Keelan at Keelan underscore 12 foot on Twitter. Keelan, Ooh. before we go... What's going on this offseason? Are we going to see you a little bit more? Anything going on on the baseball side? Where can people find your content? Well, I hope you see me at football more. But yeah. for baseball, I'm also at Razzball, and I do Ambulance Chasers, which is our weekly injury report. So I've already started that, so catch me over there. And it won't finish up until, I think, September-ish. So uh, if you're into reading about injuries, which is weird if you are. I mean, it's a little weird. But if you want to keep up with fantasy baseball injuries, then then you're come to me. Yeah, well, that's, that's perfect. Perfect thing for this show because it was just sad and inj- injuries just fit perfectly into what we talked about today. Because I feel hurt. 
after talking about this stuff. But thank you again for joining the today's show. Make sure you guys go subscribe. Go jump over to Razzball.com. Like I said before, we do baseball, hockey, basketball, and football. We have great writers over there going on right now. But also jump on to IG and TikTok. We're doing daily content. And also check out our shorts. We're doing one-minute videos now on YouTube, so check those out as well. Thank you for joining once again. You can follow me, of course. You can follow at Bobby LaMarco on Twitter. Thank you for joining again. We are out of here.